0: Hello and welcome to Artist Date. This is episode 15. I am Pedro Bonato. This is Jana Komarnicka. And uh, today we're going to keep talking about uh, war. It's uh, impacting our lives directly and uh, that of the world through waves, I guess. And uh, just for context, because things are changing very fast all the time. Uh, today is day 42 since the invasion and uh, right now we are in Brazil we are in a small town close to Vitoria which is about what eight hours north of uh, Rio eight ten hours north of of Rio it's a very quiet very well somewhat peaceful place to to be which is such a weird contrast uh, compared to our activities in uh, trying to deal with uh, the our work and war in Ukraine and trying to help as we can. And I think in this episode, we were trying to see what to talk about, but uh, I'll let you have the floor, our yeah. Ukrainian in chief.
1: Talking about this episode, first of all, welcome to Artist Date. This is a show where we talk about our artistic life flow, which as Pedro mentioned currently is uh, very much influenced by events in ukraine we were in ukraine just in february then we spent uh, months ish in istanbul one of our previous two episodes ago before we were recording istanbul still prior to february 24th before the war started and now we came to relatives here yeah and uh, yeah as you mentioned it's a contrast in uh, quite everything which gives uh, both sensations these surreal sensations of what is going on in ukraine where is my family and my relatives too and sometimes surreal sensations of what's happening here around like how this is like oh like normal life going on how that is possible so it's quite a quite an interesting state
0: yeah it's uh, one thing that um I guess in this episode it's going to be a, a, like a free flow, we don't really have a script or anything, just a couple of things you would like, both of us would like to mention at some point. So, we hope that you watching this episode will find this uh, interesting, I guess it will go on for a while that we have to, I guess years, that we'll have to deal with. Uh, uh, this war and uh, the world stage as it responds to the war that is going on there. But also one of the things that I think is the most, uh, let's say, pressing on my mind is how this specific war and then how wars in general and how uh, humanitarian crisis in general influence our work as, uh, as artists and as entrepreneurs and uh, how we can like change things and change it in a way that it's not just Replying to a crisis that is going on now, but how we can influence our work like in a like a deeper more meaningful way and um, We're all very sort of new at this although like if you've been following the 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 show for a while if you're new welcome if you've been uh, following us for a while welcome back, but I as a photographer and as a musician and Jan as a dancer and the choreographer and the teacher we've been in this uh, nomadic life for about a year and a half, I guess now, and uh, change, yeah. and um, where we've been going from country to country, city to city, and that uh, we are using Ukraine as a base to go, and we had the opportunity to. Uh, Yana being Ukrainian, me being a foreigner living there, we had a very interesting uh, perspective. Yana came back to Ukraine after, what, eight, 10 years yeah. living in Canada. I lived in Brazil and then in Canada, and then we went to, to Ukraine. So we had this, let's say, international perspective, plus the idea of, okay, going to Egypt, coming back, going to Brazil, coming back, going to, I you know, Poland, coming back, going to Turkey and coming back. And so there is this idea, this, I won't say unique, but at least Uh, interesting way of seeing um, things in Ukraine and then now through our friends and through media and social media to see the damage uh, going on there and I think the the main thing that at least has been on my mind actually since the beginning but just now I start formulating in a way which is how Uh, war influences your life, especially when we are not refugees per se because we're actually traveling around and uh, we don't really have a a home base in a way like aside Ukraine used to be sort of that or at least we're hoping that Ukraine would be and at the same time very much we are because our families there, our friends are there, part of our business is there and not only that, basically all our possessions are still in a locker uh, in uh, in Ukraine, because what we used to do was we didn't have an apartment there, but we would go to Kiev and have a little like like a storage place that all our stuff is, and then uh, according to the need, like if you need more equipment, instruments, Yana's uh, uh, like traditional outfits or clothes, dance clothes, then we would depending on where we would go, would go and grab those things and come back. And we were always talking about oh when we'll we have a space to actually put our artworks on the wall and have a place as home. And even when we were in Odessa, there were a couple episodes, actually quite a few, that were recorded in Odessa. And one of the things that I was thinking as we were there, it's like, hmm, maybe having a place in Ukraine that would be like an interesting place to be because it's such a, obviously strategically, economically and in the world stage. But for us, it was close to all our passions in like ancient cultures, in like close to the Middle East, close to Asia, close to Europe, um sort of like the epicenter for our activities and now it's not um i also think it's a uh, important one of the things as a foreigner that of course i have deep ties to to ukraine in a way we even joked even in toronto because i was very active in the world music scene which has a massive number of ukrainian artists and you we were even mentioning that i probably know more ukrainians than because like in, work, canada. Yeah, in canada and uh, then in ukraine i was like playing for a lot of dancers and uh, in a lot of events and uh, basically creating ties with the uh, local artists and uh, entrepreneurs there uh, both in photography and music and now that has been stripped away from us and we've been trying to see what to do how to help and uh, this process that this realization that this will be an ongoing uh work it's not going to be like just okay what we have been doing like oh, donate to this cause or that cause and problem solved no because they basically the russian invasion is basically not only terrorizing people which people have been seeing on news Uh, But also destroying the infrastructure of the country many cities basically leveled to the ground like uh, it's basically undeniable at this point the humanitarian crisis that is going on there and how this not only displaces Ukraine, but it changes uh, the context of Europe of uh, let's say international balance of powers and all those things and how what does that mean for us as artists and now as wartime artists and that's sort of what we've been uh, trying to figure out.
1: I think these events also changed uh, for quite many people. Well, I don't know the numbers, but I assume, like, uh, will be similar feelings and sensations and experiences that people are going through. But I think it changed a lot of views, uh, world views on what is going on. And specifically for Ukraine, while also Pedro is strengthening that Um, Oh, this is going to be ongoing it's not even necessary that the war will be itself will be ongoing which still is possible but hopefully not the case but the results and consequences that the country and people there and not only people in Ukraine but other countries too will have to deal with to rebuild to restore the life like that will really quite for a long time already, even at this point, and who knows how much more damage and destruction will happen until the war actually stops. So that already will be long term things. And, uh, but also it changes a lot of perspective and it made me think a lot about in general, this idea of uh, being conscious about things that are happening in the world and being able to help because sometimes we think oh we are too small and our help doesn't mean anything but these events I think right now for us it's also because we are so closely um, related to that like it's not us physically in Ukraine but literally my parents are there so many of our friends are there people who we know who we worked so it's really very close issue that's why obviously it feels uh, Way closer and um, how to say more
0: real even
1: real yes it it, it kind of feels also more like urgent and uh, impossible to avoid even like and it's not even the matter of like you're trying to avoid or not but it just feels really like real and then you realize that there are many things going on in the world that are were, and will be in the future, unfortunately, real, okay, for someone else. Maybe not that feels much real for you. It may be just like, oh, some real unfortunate events, but somewhere, somewhere, and then you don't attach it to some real people, especially when we are talking about statistics, like, even with these terrible events about Bucha, like literally one example. Bucha is like a
0: city northeast of uh, Kiev, so that people know it's sort of like at the, one of the entrances of the city in the north. And that's where sort of like the, the Russian troops were trying to go into Ukraine and they actually seized that city and that city was liberated recently. And then it was shown the massacre that happened over there, just to give a little context yes. of what Bush is.
1: And the one thing is to read statistics and realize how horrible it is, like that mass graves of like two, 300 people in one ground hall, let's say, or uh, to read statistics about hundreds of like uh, women killed and raped, etc. And then it's a very different thing. than you start reading literally posts of friends who you know personally, who is saying, oh, this is the house of my employee who is working for my costume designing company, from whom, like, so many people were ordering the like, costumes and you were considering some collaborations, et cetera. So it's literally the pers- and then she shows the house of complete destruction. Or another post that the girl was saying like, oh, that's actually my client. She's my student who was coming for makeup classes. and. Uh, I recognize the photo that she's dead there now. And talk, they talking about people, how cheerful she was, at how much she wanted to learn that makeup and finally do something for herself and how literally the day before war started, she had her like last class and how much hope for her life, how much dreams she had. And it's not just stories, it's even literally like, okay, it's not maybe you person, you know this person directly, but you know, person to whom these people were friends students relatives colleagues and that makes it very different experiences and then you get attached and realize that oh but all those you know 400 or hundreds of people each of those people were someone's student someone's relative someone's friend and uh, that gives a very different perspective for the whole picture too.
0: Yeah, it's uh, well, we've had at least I had that it's uh, a taste of uh, let's see, dealing with people that were actually uh, like uh, refugees from places that have been uh, literally bombarded, like Ukraine is being bombarded now. Like, and uh, they have been part of my life, and I've been thinking about them a lot these days, and. Uh, living in canada living in toronto that had has like half of the population is from somewhere else Uh, and also because we are so involved in uh, middle eastern music and dancing so of course we know people from lebanon from palestine and from jordan and people that basically had to leave their countries uh, and uh, that they were let's say the refugees of wars past and I was even thinking that, for example, in my case, I actually have two people close by that uh, were like products of that, like my drum teachers, my, my two like main drum teachers. Uh, one, his name is Chakira Kiki, and uh, he lives in Brazil, and he, he is actually from Lebanon. And uh, when the war started, he actually sent uh, me a message and to me and to Yana, but I addressed it to Yana too. And uh, basically, he was saying, Oh, when he was a boy, uh, he would see the bombs falling in Lebanon and then he was able to flee to to Brazil where he created a life and uh, That's where I discovered Arabic drums was seeing him playing and so I was like basically my whole life was influenced by this Refugee coming from Lebanon that was basically the only Darbuka player in in. in no, not in Brazil, because there is another one, an Egyptian guy in, uh, in, uh, in Brasilia, but he was the one in Curitiba, the small town where I used to live in the south of Brazil. And so how much my life was changed by that person. And then when I went to, uh, I left a government job in uh, Brasilia, and then I went to do a master's in Toronto, and that's it. where I actually met Yana, which was in the Arab Assidence School and Orchestra. And then there I had classes with uh, uh, Suleiman Warwar. And he is also uh, like a refugee from Palestine. He came as a boy to Canada, and then he became an architect and a drummer, like a very good one too. And then he took me to play uh, Arabic drums at the, and he taught me like in in Canada. And uh, he was very much involved with the ongoing, whatever seventy-year struggle that uh, Palestinians deal with, and all the injustices that uh, happen there. And so. It has been part of my life sort of like in a deep way and we even did a lot of like fundraisings and like shows, beneficent shows for in, in Canada, but it has always been sort of like a back of the mind kind of a thing, like uh, I always thought, okay, when I make a lot of money, I will do uh, philanthropic work. It was always my own oh, in the future, in the future, right? Um, I was also very inspired, like my parents, we are at my parents' house right now, these little, like, shells on the back are work of my, my mom, that she's an artist, and the whole house, at some point we'll do a tour when things are better, but it's like, all the the house is uh, uh, decorated in all sorts of kinds of arts and crafts, it's, it's, it's very cool, and my parents, they also like, as they can for, I don't know, 20 years I guess now, they donate to different causes, like uh, sponsor kids in Africa, do those kinds of things. And they're not wealthy or anything, but they like, help a little bit. And then with the war, it came, I think, both to you and to me at, at the same time, This, uh, because, as you said, it became real in a way. So, okay, how can our work impact directly, not in the future, but now, the, the people that actually need help?
1: I think it's not even real, it's literally facing it.
0: Yes. Because
1: yeah. everything is real yeah. and we know it's real, but it's a very different experience and the impact that you literally see it. And you f- not only observe, but you become not exactly part of it because we are not in Ukraine, but it's still very, very much impact Uh, in
0: life and uh, I think like one of the things that at least for me this uh, maybe we'll switch a little bit to uh, one thing that I wanted to mention that is like what do you think or you hope your uh, calling in life will be as an artist and uh, all the struggles doubts and uh, your own feelings that like a part of life a part of anyone's life and, and as life as an artist but one of the things that I was thinking about all the time now was this uh, quote which I recommend people to go check out there's audio and video I'll put a link on the show notes but it's uh, the beginning of the book by Carl Sagan called Pale Blue Dot that uh, it's like a three-four minute uh, reading of his book that he does and it became sort of like somewhat viral famous on the internet and I remember literally being at the beach in Brazil when I was 19. The first time I read the whole book at the the beach and how much it influenced me is this idea of you are here and that's how it starts the chapter and basically it shows a photo of the earth taken by the Voyager spacecraft from the back from when it was close to Saturn he and other uh, scientists, uh, scientists made the cameras to come to turn back and take a photo of the earth seen from far away. And the way it is, is basically as if it's like a little dot. And that's why he called the payable dot that became the name of his book as well. And um, how that passage, he talks about that every person you ever know, every lover, every tyrant, every um, person trying to be the temporary master of a piece of that dot. Uh, all the suffering, all the creativity, uh, every couple in love, as you would say, like everybody live lived in that place and uh, that has always influenced me like quite a lot even the name of our band is called the blue dot and the idea was this idea of collaboration between cultures of uh, everybody taking the best out of each other in terms of not taking but learning from each other and uh, literally wearing our the clothes of other people said we become one it was always something that was deeply rooted in my not only the art that I tried to create, but in my longing for making a difference in the world, because I believed in that um, vision for the future, but those are visions in peacetime, at least for me, peacetime in the sense that I did not have anyone directly involved in, uh, in wars, even though we know of what's going on in the world, and it seemed like until this war in Ukraine, and then of course, if you talk about Syria, if you talk about Yemen, like, it's very clear that these tragedies and horrors keep happening. And they keep happening for economic reasons and in this um, ethnic fights and all that. Uh, but mainly through greed and, uh, and uh, corruption and, and all that stuff. But it gave a different perspective for me now. Do I still believe in it? Do I still believe in, in, um, in art for good? And, Beauty saving the world as the storyski the said uh, so it became the struggle for me of uh, changing my mind about a lot of things and at the same time deepening the understanding that no what you thought about before was relevant and is still relevant
1: and it's I think it's the topic on mind of many. Uh... Um, many artists of different genres but especially certain genres that are more about like cheerfulness and happiness because like for instance art like painting you can easily I mean not not maybe not easily emotionally but from like let's say uh, you can reflect some like sadness deep sadness singing it's the same music is the same dance too but also depends on which one like for instance belly dance which is uh, some form that it's my form and many of my friends and colleagues they're all like in balance world and by i can't say that it's only about happiness but it's a big part that of, through belly dance we bring happiness to audience to people it's something that is about uh, this um inner Joy? Inner joy, exploration of that, and of course you can reflect sadness for sure, but it's typically not really about that, and how now it's like two conflicting things and worlds and so many dancers were like, even who were not really involved or... Or impacted directly by events in Ukraine, but some students were messaging. No, but is it appropriate, really, to post dance videos now? Is it not? So it's also on the mind, and it's I'm just ballet dance. I'm given as one example of uh, uh, art genre, just because it's like close. It's literally what I'm doing, what we are involved in. Uh, but even I remember seeing video in uh, from Kiev, from. Um, the neighborhood it was literally in this still literally like my neighborhood where i grew up where my parents living in and one of the buildings was destroyed so the side wall completely got down and you can see like apartments because right now there is no wall there which are crashed destroyed and people some people are trying to go back to their apartment just to try to see if anything was saved which things they can collect. And then there was one musician, uh, a violinist, I think, believe, who literally sat on top of ruins there and started just playing music. And some people may feel like, oh, this is disrespectful. Like, there are some people died there, like a couple people. And some people lost everything they have, apartments, everything. And then here's the musician playing music on top of it. and some other people may say like oh this is powerful this is inspiring this can bring some hope and this is a statement that goodness and kindness and uh, beautiful things they will overcome all these things and something maybe to cheer up or the girl who was small girl who was singing in the basement bomb shelter who i don't know how old she was like six seven eight I don't think more than 10, but she decided to cheer up people and just sang a song which was uh, uh, Adele's song from um, Frozen, I'm not Frozen. sure Adele, I think it's uh, from uh, from that cartoon Frozen, but she was singing in translation how she learned it, how she understood it. And then she was singing like we will be strong or something like we will survive, like something like that, the lyrics. But this, the tragedy is that it's happening little in the basement and the bomb shelter and it's a small kid, like the... Contrary of tragedy and inspiration through art is so sometimes uh, uh, shocking. Yeah,
0: yeah. To me, this uh, thing about like how art can be uh, a force for for something good, and uh, how, as you are saying, I saw this video of the cello player talk, uh, like playing on the ruins and uh, this kid and there are so many examples like so many visual artists from Ukraine creating uh, sometimes paintings drawings uh, that really uh, embody the uh, horrors that are going on so all those images that are being not censored they're being like in social media they're allowing people to to post like, let's say, very graphic images of the horrors that are going on in the in the war. And uh, basically now every person becomes a photojournalist showing the horrors that are going on over there. But then there is always this black uh, like cover seeing this contains graphic content, is being blocked, but you can always click to either see why it's being blocked, but then you can click and see. And then in a way, the art bypasses that block. And I think... Um, Anyway, the, yeah, like this idea of like what's be, what's appropriate is uh, always um, uh, always a struggle. Always, um, and it will, as you said, it will depend on who is seeing. To me, seeing the, even that uh, violin player, I forgot her name, that on bomb shelters every night she was performing to people, and uh, every night she was posting also on social media. And so, like Ukraine is. Uh, not only a fertile land in terms of, uh, of um, crops, but also of art. There are so many artists there, so many people that, even though they have, let's say, they're not rich, but they have a rich culture that goes back, in a way, thousands of years. And so you have people in all sorts, and a lot of traditional arts too, which I think is an important element of it too. So it has this idea of tradition and innovation, not clashing, in the case of Ukraine, but working together. And I think that's one of those things that I only realized later that how important that, uh, that part was. But as you were saying, like uh, on your end, with uh, like dance, or like in ballet dance specifically, or other dances, that even when they are about sad things, they're usually not about sadness of uh, the war, because dance at least seems to have uh, traditionally this idea of uh, celebration. Right. And uh, even for me, like yesterday was the first day after 40 something days that I actually got my drum and my wood and uh, tried to like play around with things. I was like, yes, drums, of course, you have literally the drums of war, but the kinds of drumming that we do, like that is like in, in Arabic music, uh, they are not about sadness. They are about the spark of movement. They are about sensuality. They're about other things. And... Uh, As I'm working on these solos to, that's a topic for another time, but I was already working on songs that were inspired by each specific Ukrainian dancer and then we're going to do videos and things and then now it has changed, so I'm trying to see how much to put in uh, the context of war into music or the actual celebration of what I think that music is about. And so it's very difficult. And the other one to me as well, that like since I work like with the like, uh, in the more sensual side of photography, with like fashion and uh, fine art and all that. And uh, let's say the body as an object of art has been always featured there. And it's one of my main interests. And then it also seems in a way, not inappropriate, but like, okay, what do I want to say with the photograph? If it is about beauty, and especially when it's in this, let's say joyful, hopeful idea of uh, sensuality, which sensuality in the end is what brings birth, which creates life. Right? So, how, how can that be used in this context, especially when you have this contrast of, let's say, the beauty you want to create and the horror that is being inflicted, this horror of destruction. So, it's, to me, it's still an open question. Like, I'm not really sure how to deal with that and how to change my work mm-hmm. into that. And the, one of the things that I was thinking that I think it's, it's probably useful for any artist or any person that is into any kind of craft, it kept me thinking of something that I, that I saw in the museum in Kyiv, that was uh, that painting of St. George slaying the dragon and uh it has always been so important this is i saw this what when not even when we moved to kiev it was when we first went there and then traveled, um,
1: visited traveled to, to visit to meet her
0: parents like the uh, 2014 or 15. and um, i remember going there and then Yana took a photo of me looking at this painting and, uh, and then she sent me the other day and i've been writing this text about that painting and the uh, the dragon has, in uh, that painting specifically, has such an important um, meaning for me. Um, I even the one of the few things that I travel with anywhere is actually the little painting I bought at the, at the church, in an Orthodox church in uh, in Ukraine. And uh, even after watching a lot of uh, Jordan Peterson's lectures on um, on the meaning of this. Uh, Let's say Garden Eden and then the dragon and then you have to go and face your fears and face uh that dragon right that we have all all our personal ones and it has always been on the forefront of my mind for a long time including a photograph that I wanted to do in Kiev, and then I didn't do <laughs> and um and that made me think not as uh beating yourself up for what you didn't do but sort of like the image that came to my mind was this uh this war came as a um, sort of like a doomsday kind of a thing. It's sort of like all those things that you didn't do or that you started doing or that you wish you would have done already. And they come to, and this is in uh, peacetime. So what I was thinking was like, we always think that there is another day that is exactly like the day that we are right now. And they will keep going on forever. So we can always start at any point, which is not true. And at the same time, true in a way, because you can always change your day for the better in whatever situation you're in but then what i was thinking is sort of like okay time's up in terms of peace time so will you finally hear the call and do what you must do and i was thinking that is the impact of art and this just to finish off this idea that i was thinking of when this painting was done which was, that case was 14-1500, so it has 600 years or 500 years. Um, and uh, someone did it, it's not a famous painter, and now it sits and hopefully still sits at the museum in Kiev, and that inspired an artist, me, like many, 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 many generations after that. And that in a way is the power of art in that context that you have destruction, which is what the aggressors like from Russia are doing right now in Ukraine and one of the elements of rebuilding is to remind people why we are rebuilding and that's the power of art it's like okay why are we doing this at all it's so that we can have peace times and that the beauty of art can flourish in peace
1: mm. you know i just had a very uh interesting uh, realization it's a little side note that i think it would be interesting for you to realize because that moment in the museum that you really felt in love is that painting and i took a photo of it it actually was not first time we visited kiev it was last time we visited kiev as a visit before we actually right. because literally it was february and in july of 2019 we decided to get that nomadic lifestyle lifestyle experiment Hmm. and we kind of moved to Kyiv as our base and then with quarantine and lockdowns we ended up spending quite a lot of time in Kyiv before we actually start traveling but that was our last visit let's call it Uh, interesting yeah Uh,
0: it has been sorry go ahead
1: ahead. no no go (laughs) you
0: go i talk too much and
1: uh, that's okay (laughs) Um, But. this idea of like was also on my mind that that was very good reminder i hopefully actually good reminder for everyone that life and dreams and goals should not be postponed they should be like the best time to start something is now with no excuses why not now why tomorrow uh and not only because tomorrow may not like happen or anything like that, or it may be different, not expected, but because the sooner you start, the sooner you figure out your stuff, the sooner you will become powerful in a way, regardless whether it is physical, emotional, financial, influential, whatever it is. But the more you have, the more you can help and contribute Later, whenever someone may be in need of it. And not necessarily just in wartime, it can be even in peaceful times, the things, bad things happen. So it just worries, I think, concentrated reminder when really big and continuous help may need. Because we all, almost most, many of people uh, who were watching this show, I'm pretty sure right now, uh, we all had this first impulse and everything started oh we need to help we need to donate we need to fundraise we need to help this cause that cause etc but the longer things going on the like calls and need for help is still here but it starts like dragging as if like oh but i have already did it i have done already like my part not realizing like ah that it still needs to happen and it still influence If not directly, then, unfortunately, the longer things in Ukraine are happening right now, the worse consequences for the world will have in many different sectors and uh, parts of our life. But that's, uh, I guess, a different topic of uh, world influence on the whole world, what is actually happening in Ukraine. It's not just Ukraine problem. But regardless of that, like, this still, like, for me, it was another reminder and realization that like i want to grow up even more as a person as an artist i want even that very like maybe sounding dumb the idea like i want to earn more money so that i can actually help even more when help is needed so it's that also, remind reminder that oh, all those projects that we're dragging or postponing or delaying or. We're afraid to start. Yeah, or we're not really fully involved, like with energy. First of all, who knows when they will now happen. And second, oh, if that would have been done, like I would have been in a different position to. Be helpful
0: now. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's a great uh, point. I think that's uh, I tried. I always said, tend to see from a more mythological like point of view. It's just how my brain operates in more Jungian terms. But I think it's important to know this, like not in the terms of uh, mea culpa of trying to say like, oh, I haven't done this, so now I must be punished. That kind of uh, thinking, but more on that sense of like, it's an idea I think from Nietzsche that uh, he said that. Uh, or Dostoevsky, one of those crazy dudes. But uh, it was one, uh, one, an idea that uh, we are responsible for everything that happens in the world, right? It's this powerful and obs- absurd idea in a way. But at the same time, it is so true. Because if we believe that even a little help can go a long way, even when I mentioned, oh, you give something to one person, that thing is the difference between life and death. And that person goes on to have a fulfilling life and have all this... Uh, let's say not in accomplishments, but continuing the species. So, if a small thing is important, then everything is important. And in a way that, when we don't um, try to feel, fulfill all our potential, and not in the sense necessarily of philanthropy, like myself like all oh, trying to help people and causes, but our own calling in the world, we punish the world from not for not giving our gift. And I think that's one of those things that I'm trying to struggle now, not from a guilt point of view, mm-hmm. which is how I tend to, unfortunately, see these things, but like, okay, you haven't done it till then, or you have done a part of it, so what now? So how about starting now that the bombs are falling? You know? And uh, in, a way it's, um, in a way, it's a hopeful thing, because it's, it's this idea that what I've been trying to do, and I know from a very, let small perspective that... Whenever you start listening to your call in, uh, in life of what you're supposed to be doing, um, you inspire people around you. Like, him, be with like, physical exercise, creating art, being more organized, cleaning that little corner that is full of spider webs and all and goes around. And as soon as you go and you clean, then things flourish on that place. And I think that has been shown to be very real to me and the other thing like it's in a very small um place okay so where do you start and something i mentioned last week we're finishing it off this week that uh i'm like okay all these projects as you're saying that if i had done this and this and this i would be in a better position to to help but okay see this on what i'm trying to see sort of like jocko willing kind of a thing of um from a military point of view of like good Okay, it all sucks, it's all terrible, good, Mm -hmm. okay, what can I learn in this situation? Okay, it took me a war to get to a certain level of maturity and the fierceness, I don't know the word, um, to actually go and try to make a difference that's actually good in the long run. And that reminded me of this by chance, I saw this quote from um, Joseph Campbell, the guy that wrote The Hero of a Thousand Faces has the idea, of the cult adventure, the hero's journey, and all that. and one thing, there is this photo I should show you because I haven't shown it to you yet. But it's his wife was a dancer, and um, there is this photo of him going to Honolulu in uh, in uh, Hawaii, and because his wife, I think, she was going to do some dance performance there, like with a troupe. And uh, one of the things he was talking about. And I've been thinking a lot about my ancestors, right? I told in the last episode about my great-great-grandfather that came as a refugee, basically, from Italy to Brazil. And all my family is, uh, like, descendant of that 12-year-old boy, and plus all the other people that came. And his wife, who is actually also uh, Italian, uh, came in a boat, they met in Brazil, and we flourished. Um, how... One thing that Joseph Campbell was talking about was that our actions today, we are the ancestors of the future, mm-hmm. and how our actions will be the subject of mythology of the future. Not in a grandiose way, oh, they will remember you by or this or that, but it, whether you engage with what you're supposed to be doing, or what you feel you should, uh, or you don't, that will impact the future. And the longer time frame you see, the more impactful it will be. Imagine if Imhotep or whoever made the pyramids decided to slack off and not do the thing properly, and then it would be completely in ruins and be just an idea. Oh, there used to be these pyramids, or now is the thing that one of the main beacons of creation in the world today, you know? Like, so, not in a grandiose way, but even like that, let's say, a small meal that you made for a child or for your mom or for whoever was in need and then that helped that person which helped that other person and it gave this waves of good in the mm-hmm. world and i think in a way that's uh, sort of like where my thinking is uh, is going and then in a very real way uh thinking okay what do i have to offer already in terms of art and then the project that we are uh, working on to hopefully be announced already on the next episode there is this book called Ventri, which means wound, uh, and um, to have these photos of, I don't know, like 50 dancers so far from all over the world that uh, we want to create a book and then sell and then give the profits to women and children in need in, uh, in Ukraine. It's something, I was thinking, oh, it's so small, it's so, like compared to like what a lot of you, my friends, are giving in terms of money uh, to, to, to causes in Ukraine and elsewhere, but it is something. And it's better that it exists than it does not exist.
1: Yeah, and you never know the ripple effect of even the smallest action of, uh, sometimes even, I don't know, reposting or resharing some news or some events or cause, because you don't know really who will see it just because you created the chain of, I don't know, reposts of events uh, and, and photos. And talking also about art specifically, art also became, uh, it all always was, but now it's also one of the uh, very powerful tools for the same fundraisings, the same donations. So it's not necessarily about going and uh like donating your own money but organizing something and we see a lot of this even happens in the uh among our friends uh, in different countries uh, in the dance world too uh and there are many different fundraisings that are targeted towards funding specific organizations who are sponsoring or helping to solve specific causes in ukraine humanitarian Uh, targeted for children, for kids and also there are many fundraisers who are targeted for helping specific people Uh, and even artists too and uh, I know already unfortunately four people from quite close around and who literally lost everything apartments, studios, they were dancers, they are dancers uh, apartment studios you know, costumes belonging so they literally need to start life from scratch and who knows in which countries because some of them are still in ukraine some of them left ukraine and uh, there are some uh, events like uh, uh, to help bring awareness about ukrainian artists so for those uh, people who are outside they also can support ukraine and ukrainian like People, artists, through also supporting their art, like by engaging, by uh, I mean, for dancers, getting classes, for instance. Like I start putting together a little like website with page. Uh, which is still the same page on dance.com support-ukraine, link will be in the show notes, that not only collects info about different organizations uh, for donations, but also has uh, uh, some information about dancers who are at least partially right now trying to resume their dance activities, offering classes, because obviously it's not only about art and inspiration, etc., but it's also about life. Like, people not only lost things, not only donated a lot of their money but they also lost their jobs or they had to close and pause everything because there is literally bombing in pretty much like for last week every 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 evening not only majesty every evening you see like on ukrainian map it's like the whole map is in red because there are air sirens for potential strikes, rocket strikes. So it's not just even one or two or five or ten cities. It's literally over Ukraine, it's just some cities really are damaged way more and under way more like difficult conditions. But the threat, life threat, literally life threat is all over Ukraine. And one of the ways to support is, okay, if you're, let's say, taking classes, whichever, it can be dance, singing, painting, whatever. Maybe try to see like if you can find right now, for now, like some artists in Ukraine who can offer you. So you continue, your learning, but you're also supporting those people. Uh, Or some things like miraculously, somehow Ukrainian international post is still working. (laughs) It's with delays, but it's working. So like things like, I don't know, we have so many makers of jewellery, of training clothes who are okay, not, fully functioning like as before but they're still doing something they still have something so you can still yeah it may be inconvenient to wait a little bit longer or having that risk of what if something really bad happens that the post office will like really deliver not deliver for a long time or like whatever but
0: but you planted the seed
1: yes you planted the seed and you brought hope to those people that they somehow can survive, not only physically from bombing, but survive also financially, of being able to go and buy food for themselves, for their families, and for people who are in need, because they also see they are on the ground, not through big known charities or fundraisers, they see on the ground who actually needs help and how they can help locally there for rich fundings, or literally like transferring money to this or that volunteer who they know and they trust that they actually do some work.
0: Yeah, like uh, this idea, I. I tend to be very... um, I I fight in my mind between being very market-oriented or being, like, with this, let's say, help humanitarian work and that. But I do believe that uh, trade is absolutely necessary and the market is absolutely necessary so that eventually the humanitarian aid is not needed, right? So it's, like, so that it's sustainable over time. So uh, by uh, buying things from, uh, like, let's say, uh, Ukrainian businesses, you will be helping the, um, the, the population there because imagine, like, I was thinking, yeah, if you work in construction in Ukraine right now or if you're trying to fix toilets or whatever, like, what kind of work can you do? So uh, part of the, the, the money that would go to trade should go to these companies that can send uh things abroad and then you get some value out of that you get the satisfaction of buying those things and then at the same time um those people will be able to disperse those uh, that money to to other people and that's something that i must say as a foreigner i've seen this many times in ukraine that uh when it comes to crisis they really get organized and together and very fair in terms of uh uh giving help to people in need. We see our friends in the ground there, like organizing, sending things, taking like, oh, there was even a case of uh, my friend going to uh, a house of an old lady that didn't want to to go out and then the bomb started falling in Kiev and so she was alone in the in the house and then someone actually drove through Kiev at night to go take uh, like some food and bring to that person there And um, you see that all the time over there and I think if you are in a position to help directly there small contributions of any kind then you can get creative you can be on your own terms just uh, you can make uh, a big difference and I think in a way it will also make a big difference for you as well because I know for us it has um, to it's not a sacrifice it's an investment in yourself and in the future and um, i should also mention that uh, even bringing awareness because right now as we mentioned we're in day 42 of the war and as you know in the new cycles it tends to be like a month at most usually two week cycle and then move on to the next problem and so we're very afraid of this normalization okay there's war in ukraine what else is new that kind of thing which should not happen and uh, one of the ways to help is to actually keep as you said these posts this uh, engagement with the ukrainian culture is sort of like you have a friend in need you just came to town and now trying to um, help them and uh, one thing i I would like i mentioned this in the last episode but i'd like to make this comment again here that there is a lot of um, sometimes a lot of not say envy but this I call oppression Olympics, but this thing of like, oh, there's this problem going on in other place before and uh, it's that terrible too. And uh, how come you're just focusing on this thing now or that thing? To me, that's a valid criticism, but at the same time, it's a misguided one because I only respect people that are actually helping something, right? So it's like if you think that the, the crisis in, in Ukraine right now is not necessarily the main priority for you and you're able to help afghan people or you're able to help people in yemen or you help you to help who, or even on your own local community there is someone you need instead of criticizing the people that are trying to help the humanitarian problems right now go help whatever you think where your conscious tells to do like that's sort of like my my commentary on that and on a let's say more strategic note if you see everybody rallying around ukraine right now which is beautiful like 40 something countries said like repudiated at the un this invasion of, of russia all the all so many big companies rallying around against this horror that's going on there instead of criticizing it I think it would make more sense, yes, we agree and we actually have experience with this because in my country this and this happened, let's help this other people and okay, this is under control, now let's expand because if you become an ally of the Ukrainian cause I am sure the Ukrainians will not forget who helped them and I think that's something that I've I've seen with uh, my friends from Palestine and other places so that's just a reminder that everybody needs help You can choose who to help, everything is valid as long as you're helping and not being the critiquer of uh, what's on social media today.
1: I think it's that idea of uh, criticize by creating. So Mm -hmm. instead of wasting energy on useless, useless in terms of, like useless talking in terms like it doesn't make really a difference what you talk because not all talking is useless, but in this case, or Finger pointing, just try to see from perspective like, would it help whom you want to help, whoever you want to help, and then even the talking forward, in not in terms of destruction of something or some opinion or some point, etc., but more of creating and building attention to values that you have, whatever they have. And I also think it's very human that any person of course it will hurt more than it thinks uh, related to you like i think it would be extremely for instance in my case extremely absurd for me to focus all attention on whichever other cause <laughs> whichever <laughs> other cause and not to talk about ukraine well my yes. parents are for 40 days living in garage basement in ukraine and so many friends have lost this thing so of course it will hurt more does it make me like bad person i don't think so but that's also experience of many other people and of course for people who even have this critique of like oh everyone is talking about ukraine i understand them for them hurts other causes of their families their friends their countries but the point is that right now it's the attention should be on what helpful and useful actions we can do. And each person on whichever level you can, even if it's literally sharing information and posting, that's already a step, that's already some help. And obviously, of course, you can focus and things what you value and what is more attention, like if something is pressing for you, possibly for you it will be strange to talk just about ukraine let's say like it it's of course it's individual but you think what is happening in ukraine and also another thing why it's important to, we are talking about sharing and reposting why it's it feels like so small and whatever but why is it so important because in ukraine happens a lot of really terrible things and terrible is such a mild word yeah. for it like absurd i don't i don't find the word in any language Evil. hard to describe Yes, evil to the, I don't know which which extent, but the thing is that what happens on social media, there is a lot of very highly sensitive content that can really twist your mind and uh, uh, most of the times when I'm watching news it's very difficult not to get let's say emotional Uh, and people of course many people are sharing and posting it also sharing this information on instagram but for instance with instagram when they put this cover like sensitive content uh which i understand and i understand like person needs to be ready like first they scroll on instagram suddenly they see pictures of dead bodies that's not something that you expect and you it should be it should be your choice, although in this case it's such a terrible thing that everyone should be aware of it. But in any case, I understand them covering. But the main problem what happens when any posts or stories? But a special post is covered as a sensitive image, so you need to click to see it, actually. It's not only about your choice to click or not to click, but it's also, it's already like shown and proven that according to statistics, Instagram actually shows it to less number of people. So mm. by statistic, it gets less reach on average most posts, not like all posts, but many posts of that. That's why I'm not saying for we you to resharing yeah pictures of dead bodies, obviously, but resharing news and talking about events that helps to spread awareness. Because uh, although it's a very topic that the whole world paying attention to it right now, but it's still on social media, even on my feed, like even through my channels, I don't share even 10%, even like, I don't know, 5% of actually all the horrors and terrors that are happening in Ukraine and even if you follow like i don't know 5 10 20 accounts uh, of like your friends or people from ukraine who you know and you follow what they are sharing you still do not see really the whole picture and also all those like algorithms and things that are for for different reasons they're functioning like this they even preventing even more people to to see and be aware of really the scale of the problem and why it is important to pay attention and being involved in this problem right now
0: yeah and also like about why the focus on ukraine it's not the cause du jour it's literally something that i believe it is uh relevant to everybody in the world because um not only because of the let's say humanitarian crisis that is going on right there the apparently uh, ma- much evidence of literally genocide in a lot of cities in ukraine and it's only getting worse even people being transported from mariupol one of the cities in the south that has been carpet bombed and a lot of those people being transferred to uh, i forgot the word that they use but camps sorting camps in russia we've seen this before it's uh, this denial not only of if it's happening and all that which comes from russian propaganda obviously um but also this idea that uh, this happened again and uh, europe said never again and apparently now that there is a story that in russia they said basically we can repeat we can repeat and um unfortunately we do have as the world as i mentioned in the u.n 140-something countries condemned this invasion of a peaceful uh, um, Neighbor of Russia that is like a superpower with nuclear bombs Deciding to little invade a country that is bigger than most countries in Europe bigger than most countries If you think about it to like all the small countries and they decided to just unilaterally invade even after they said they wouldn't and with the most ridiculous excuse of the denazifying of ukraine which is the absurdity having lived there there's no evidence at all it's normal people everywhere that wants to just live and they are actually being a foreigner and dealing with many foreigners in ukraine how people really enjoy foreigners and uh, the exotic nature of of people coming to, to ukraine it's an absurd proposition and even if it was true that there were those things happening why isn't all the rest of the world rallying on the side of russia to stop the terrible things happening in ukraine because it's not true and not the propaganda from the united states not propaganda from europe it's literally israel israel the country of jewish people on the side of ukraine so um, having to waste time with um, Dealing with this uh, nonsense is one of those things that boils my blood. But at the same time, I understand that people will be skeptic because they have been lied to so many times, but It's a fact that there are at least four million kids in Ukraine They're now in basements as Yana said that are like singing in bomb shelters and no one deserves this Even the Nazis did not deserve this. I think probably even the Russians don't deserve this so it's one of those things that um it must be stopped it will influence the whole world you already probably already seeing this on your gas prices and all those things and uh, food shortages food shortages that will influence like Ethiopia countries in Africa that depend on this interconnected web of food delivery from Ukraine Russia Belarus and and um, h- how that will impact the world all, all, also from a moral standpoint and from a psychological standpoint that you could have helped and you didn't and then it's coming to you afterwards because what do you think when a bully does like pick up on the smaller one and takes over and does all the bad things it keeps doing it so this denial that it's not important for the whole world on an ideological and existential uh, way i think it will be a misguided view and that's why we uh, even i like when i say There are other causes that you can help that if you choose to do that. But my case for the for the case of Ukraine, not only from a personal point of view, but I really do believe that as this proxy wars happen right now, there is a uh, a, let's say one side that wants peace is a country that never invaded other places that doesn't have that bloodthirsty view of the world being attacked by one superpower. And not only a superpower, but imagine if it was a country that doesn 't have nukes, all the world will go and literally fight them off the The rest of the world is not fighting directly in Ukraine because they are afraid of world war three so it 's a make the no mistake it 's a very real problem from absolutely everybody, and we and our kids and our kids' kids will will suffer from our inaction, which is why i 'm making the plea for um Everybody to try to the best they can, sort their lives together, be good professionals, be good people, try to help the way that you can, even if it's your beer money, you will send to uh, to or other organization, again, Yana has on yanadance.com slash support-ukraine on my website, you can find links for, for institutions that you can help too, go give your five bucks, like, that beer money, go help, it will help, so that's the... No ads for you today, like we're more in this uh, wartime artists, we're sorting out, we're thinking live. So if you have um, any questions, any comments, any, we would love to hear if this kind of uh, uh, episode uh, inspires you to act in some way. I would love to know what, uh, I think, Yana too, what what you were doing, what would you like to do. Um, Both of us, Yana has a way bigger audience than I do, but we try to like engage as many people as possible and not only as many people as possible but if you change the mind of one person that's a whole world over there so we would love to hear from you if you have any comments you can uh, send uh, messages to us on the on the website at yanadance.com artist and uh, links will be on the show notes again this episode is uh this show is available to you on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts uh, as an audio play it's available on YouTube and on Rumble as a video platform as a video show and uh, anything else you'd like to add
1: and I guess we are looking forward to days where we can release artist date episode with cheering happy news
0: yes and uh, until then we'll keep doing this so that we can get to that point